Everybody, welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing terrific, Todd. And happy BS podcast anniversary. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think we've re- rewritten uh, podcasting's history today, didn't we? <laughs> oh, my God. I saw that headline today, and I was like, talk about completely, unequivocally, rewriting the entire history of podcasting in one news article. It happened right. today. But right. I have a book here, Rob, from 2004 right. and 2005. Technically, and this is the crux, and it's right on page eight, the history of podcasting. Podcasting started before the term was even invented. Now, that's the key here. The term was not invented. Podcasting had no podcatchers, no way to actually download a show with an enclosure until much later. So I'm just going to read here. And again, this is is as close to ground truth as you're going to get. Well, both Todd and I were there when this happened. Right. So, well, I wasn't there for the 2000 meeting podcast. I started in 1999 in this medium. Okay. um, And was playing around with other podcasting like platforms for many years um, before podcasting started. So, so this is when Dave Weiner was still talking to people. And, (laughs) and, and I have some quotes here from him. Podcasting started before the term was even invented with an idea from a meeting in late 2000 between Adam Curry and Dave Weiner about automated media distribution. The conversation was centered around video rather than audio. Dave had some concerns about the distribution of video over the internet. Remember, this was the year 2000 before the worldwide growth in the number of broadband internet subscribers. Dave felt the internet simply hadn't evolved the point where it would support large video downloads, not to mention the cost of delivering content. His analogy was it was taking longer to download video than it was to play it. Many times the video was poor and uncertain quality. Adam's well, plus, idea was... Plus, the, plus keep in mind that Adam was involved in video back then. Right. He was a video DJ. So you can see how maybe he had an interest in video. So right. this is in 2000. Adam's idea right. was to look at the internet connections differently and consider all the bandwidth that goes to waste when users aren't using the internet connection. Now, this is when we were asleep. This is when we had high speeds. He wanted a software solution that could automatically download items that he subscribed to. This really wasn't a new idea, but there were no tools to do this in the fashion Adam desired. Right. I must Based on RSS. Yeah. And there's a note here. I must interject the internet service providers hope you don't use your broadband connection around the clock. Okay. Dave was already working on real simple syndication, RSS. For those of you not familiar with RSS, I'll cover it in chapter 12. Um... Just so you won't be confused, I just want to give you a quick view. Various websites through primary weblogs and new sites carry an icon that might be laid RSS, RSS.91, RSS 2.0, or XML. They're typically small, all kinds of light letters, an orange background. These letters are linked to an XML extension markup language formatted file. These files contain text, the structure of the RSS specification, blah, 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 blah. So then... David made revisions to the original RSS.91 spec developed by Netscape and formalized those revisions in RSS 2.0 in 2003. 
The RSS 2.0 standard was released by Harvard under a Creative Commons license. More information can be found, blah, 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 blah. So, yes, there was a idea about and, and delivering around with hacking the, the RSS spec right. at the time to, to play around with it and see if and it some, worked. And see, right. some people played around with it, but there was no software. There was nothing to do what podcast did. And there's a whole another story about the naming of our of podcasting. And uh, let's see if I have that. How the podcasting term originated. Again, this is a book from 2004-2005. Whenever the new media delivery method is invented, there's always a word that everyone adopts to describe it. The term podcasting was coined in February 2004 by Ben Hammersley in an article in The Guardian. This Mm -hmm. article predates Adam's podcatcher. Again, February of 2004. Hamsley and others did not know what to call the growing self-audio publishing medium at the time, and he kicked around a couple ideas, including podcasts. People who were already embedding audio on sites realized they had a winner, but the automated tools were not in place. Those that existed were tied to commercial enterprises, and Adam's open-source tool, the automated process, did not exist. The creation of that program by Adam in mid-2004 made a lot of people realize how easy publishing audio for automated delivery would be. Shows sprang up in the word spread. The term that would define this exploding meeting was decided by a simple fact. The first podcast domain registered by Daniel J. Gorgery in September 2004 and hyped by David Slusher produces the Evil, Evil, Evil Genius Chronicles, Evil Chronicles. Yeah. and then made popular by Adam Curry, Doc Sills, Robert Scoble, Dave Wire, and the rest of the podcasters. So mm-hmm. some have criticized, yeah. anyways, it goes on and on here, but podcasting as a idea, not by name, started in 2000 there was no devices no way to automatic download podcasting today and podcasting in 2004 and podcasting in 2004 was the launch date of podcasting not fucking 2001 or whenever it's being you know predicated today in an article well, Excuse it wasn't my even French. Accepted into the RSS two spec. Yeah, the RSS. Uh, the, yeah, the enclosure tag wasn't it, even accepted into it until two thousand three. It so. was. It was an experiment, yeah. right? And there was no right. way to. Yeah, you could put an enclosure tag in after they talked about it, but there was nothing to deliver it. Right. There wasn't really a use for it. So we're we're, hedge, we're hedging right. we're hedging dates here. Right. Podcasting as we know it today originated in two thousand four. James, you're wrong. Right. The idea. Well, actually, it's not. It's not necessarily 100% James. It's Eric uh, and and Newsom as well. Okay. Actually, wrote the article, but he didn't actually make the claim. I don't believe in his article that it was a new birthday for podcasting. I think um, James is the one that took that and ran with it. So you know, oftentimes I get history wrong, Mm -hmm. but I. I go back to the first book on podcasting that was vetted, technically right. approved, has my name on it, but also has lots of people that reviewed it to make sure 
I got it right. Well, I had been been the guy that wrote the the Guardian article on my radio show two weeks before he wrote the article, um, and my name was actually listed in the article that that had the 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 variety of um, optional names for podcasting back then, and I do know that 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 uh, origin um, story of of Ben um, basically because he wrote a variety of them in in his article that he was the inventor of the name of the I, name. I think, uh, there's other parties that are trying to claim right. First, uh, I don't believe that that's true because I I never heard that that word podcasting mentioned anywhere else prior to that article. That's right. Um, and there's no evidence that I've been able to see that's been given that, that, that establishes that the methodology of how podcasting would work right. ultimately work was originated in that discussion in 2000. Right. And our comments here are not to take anything away from <laughs> no. Adam or Dave Weiner no. or any of those no. folks about what they did early on in this medium. And we're not really debating that. No, we're just debating the proclamation that this uh, podcasting is 20 years old. It's, it's not 20. It's not. It's not. Right. And we're not rewriting history saying podcasting is 20 years old. Right. Exactly. Yep. And I'm sure <laughs> we are going to be taken to task on this. But Oh, no, I think we're going to be backed up, Todd, because if you really look at it, um, I, I think, you know, I think Dave and, and Adam will probably back us up on this because that's, there's, that may not, you know, that's going to paint them in a, in a uh, different light. There, there's no, um, there's no doubt that the, right. the, the hotel room conversation happened. Right. Adam has told that many times. I mean, he's the one that had the idea of this. Right. And let's be very clear about it. He is the podfather and he did invent podcasting as far as I'm concerned. Me too. Right. Uh, I would, so, you know, he's not, you know, he's justified in making that claim. So blueberry Libsyn. No question would right. not be here today, right. would not exist if the events of 2004 hadn't transpired the way they had. Right. Yeah. Well, cause that's when, that's when Lipson started was in right. 2004. Right. Right. So prior, it's hard to say that podcasting existed prior to that because it really didn't. You know, okay. So someone, some, but there was again, no, no, Adam didn't call it podcasting. No, he didn't in there. No, days. they didn't, didn't know what to call it. Right. All they were doing was playing with tech. Right. And, and a big concept of it. They, they, I mean, though, I think you will hear Dave and Dave and Adam may jump in on this. I think they think that they had mentioned that word in their conversations. Um, because I've had this conversation with both of them over the years on this very topic. Uh, that they will object and say they're the ones that came up with the name. Uh, I think um, that's been well. I don't know that that's that's no what you, no I just no no. To that, call, that's call been that out. That been, they will they will take claim for that too. Is what it comes down to. No, I, I, no, they. I don't think Adam will because I think Adam knows. I I talked to yeah. I I this source material <laughs> came from emails and discussions and. And all the information, all the background I did on this, yeah, was was all vetted. <laughs> yeah, actually, the conversation that I had with Ben is still available as part of my 
my uh, my old radio show that's available online. You can go you can go listen to it. But um, the reason that I had been Hammersley on my radio show back then is this is a little piece of context that I'm not sure that many people realize is that Ben at the time was a was a journalist obviously for the Guardian and he was actually on um, doing some military reporting so he was in some other country somewhere and he actually called into my radio show from a church out in the front lines of some war he was at or something like that and then at the time he was in the middle of publishing a new book that he had written uh, on the um, on RSS. So he was he had actually put out a new book. I can't I can't remember. I think it's the Secrets of RSS or something like that. Um, that was the reason I had him on my show was now, to talk about RSS. Just so we're clear, the concept of this, right. the keyword is the concept of this. Again, never didn't start off as video uh, audio. Started off delivering video. Yeah. So let's let's go Video back. It was a big part of this industry when it started. Yeah, let's go back to 2000. Yep. So uh, broadband was barely off the yeah. ground. Right. People were still mostly dialed up at, at 56K baud. Well, I think most high-speed connections back then were considered to be um, dual 56K modems and ISDN lines. Right. So anyway, it was slow. So again, if you wanted to watch a video (laughs) that was put on the internet, you basically like, I think the page is pre-cached at the time, if I remember correctly. There was some sort of a flash player that would pre-cache, if I remember correctly. Real networks was the one that really pioneered this. Right. Um, but but you had to but you had to wait. <laughs> you just, you well, know. Yeah, well, I, actually, I mean, I was involved in streaming in the very early days of uh, of this because that video? was the only way I could get my show out to people. I'm talking um, about video, Rob. Yeah, well, I mean, well, it was video and audio. Yeah, yeah, then. yeah. Um and and they were, you know, bandwidth was very constricted back then. So people, <laughs> if you're gonna transfer video files, they typically have to be really crunched on encoding. Like the quality of video back then was horrible um, for obvious reasons, right? Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't download the fi- same file size we have now. It just wasn't possible. Yeah. You, you'd be connected for two days trying to get, you know, a one gig file. Um, and who knows if you'd actually ever get it actually. But yeah. Um, yeah. The ISP that I put my bulletin board in Right. Where people are still dialing into a bulletin board. I had an ISP that I had. I had a, uh, was it one meg? I don't know. It was pretty slow. Maybe a one meg connection to the switch. But the ISP only had three meg symmetrical for over 800 phone lines. Right. Okay. So yeah. just think about that. He had three meg symmetrical, two T1s. Well, you, you get more, the ISP that you get more on your phone today than what this guy had serving 800 dial-in lines. Right. I mean, those are 56K <laughs> lines and some of them are 28, 8 kilobytes. 28, lines. right. Kilobytes. Right. So, so yeah, it's, it's just the bandwidth limitations were just extreme back then. Um, I was streaming my radio show in the early days um at 16k so if you want to if you want to say 
that podcasting is 20 years old, you have to change the wording. The concept of what would become podcasting is potentially 20 years old. Right. The, the, the concept, the yeah, word. Making, making downloadable you know, MP3 files available off my website back in 1999. Right. The, so. the, 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 the mechanism. Right. Where's it at? Let me find it. The mechanism to get five episodes on this little recording device. Right. Happened in the middle of the night through a software application that Adam wrote rudimentary script application that would download shows onto this device. I could walk out and listen. I have pictures of this in my book because I couldn't afford an iPod. Well, Todd, actually it's even more complicated than that because that <laughs> software that Adam wrote actually connected with the Windows Media Player or Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes. Well, That's later on, later on it did. Initially right, exactly. though. Once those came out. Once those come out. Yeah. Yeah. I, it had like a two-step process. But but initially, though, right. you subscribe to shows in a podcatcher, iPodder, I think is the one that started out. Right. And right. iPod, you would have your cable connected to your media device. And at 2 o'clock in the morning, when no one was using the internet, it went out and downloaded those audio files and loaded it automatically, deleted the stuff you've listened to on here. Matter of fact, no, I don't think, I think you had to delete stuff initially. I don't think there was any, you had to manually delete stuff that was on there and it would add to that. And then you could listen on this right. little device or an iPod, if you were rich enough to afford one. Right. Um, and storage was an issue back then. This too. is 256. Megs, is it uh, Meg maybe? Yeah. Or K. Yeah. It doesn't have that. No, no. Let me look. I can't remember. It's been now. I think some you of have them have 256 like one, megs, 256 megs, 56 megs. Yeah. yeah so I could get right. eight or nine shows on here because most shows were recording it, you know, 32 kilobits and or six, you yeah. know, or, you know, really, really low audio. So you yeah. could not prior to October of, or maybe September of 2000, because it was really, really rudimentary. Then you couldn't get that automatic transfer to happen. Yeah. The word was come up a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, but the the physical medium, the putting media on the device, was not possible to you know to two thousand four. So podcasting Todd, is sixteen plus yeah. years years old. Yeah, Todd, I'm I'm just <laughs> flabbergasted that we're still talking about this. I'm so. flabbergasted. I saw it, I I saw it this morning. Yeah, and you know I, I'll be honest with you. I rolled my eyes. And I'm like. This is like again. this is like Wikipedia. Cuz people on Wikipedia have rewritten the pot people that try to be the inventor rewrite have rewritten Wikipedia 5000 times. So I don't even trust myself to remember everything. The only reason I know this 100% is because I I wrote it in my book. <laughs> I wrote it in my book and I talked to all these people because I wanted to get it right. For me, it was very important to get the history right. Yeah, there's some little nuances, the way I wrote it and the way people tell it, but this can't be revised. 
Right. And there's been a lot of efforts over the years, and a lot of people don't realize this, of trying to rewrite the history right. of podcasting. Yeah. This isn't the first time that we've no. whacked this mold. No, no. Um, you know, it, and that's what's kind of shocking about it, is that this, this particular angle on it has never been expressed before. It's always been, you know, a variant of this. But I don't so, think anybody's ever said that podcasting is twenty years. Old. I'm sure this James a, wrote entire first. I'm sure James wrote this knowing he was going to trigger all of us. Yeah. I, well. Yeah. I mean. I mean, he's been doing that a little bit lately. <laughs> but you know, he's a savvy ah. guy that's that's running his platform, and he's he's tapping into getting people's attention, and that's that's. I don't. I don't really 100% fault him for it. This is this is the game that has to be played in the media world these days. But <laughs> it's but it is factually in inaccurate. Yes. So, yeah. Um. But the story that Eric tells is I I think is pretty accurate. Yeah, but it, it, I'm not. But we don't know really because we weren't there, right? You know, and it's not really documented. It's just Adams and Dave's word mm-hmm. that that's what happened back then. Um, that's about it. It can't be externally verified. But there was no. But the key thing is here's we know the word podcast was not come up with in 2000. Yeah, I was really keeping a close eye on it back then too. And matter of so, fact, it was the word podcast was heavy in debate. Well, there were other terms. I mean, if you look at the Guardian article that Ben wrote, um, he threw out like three or four different terms to describe it. I mean, I owned um, audio blog back then uh-huh. and I sold it to a company um, because early on, some people thought they should call this audio blogging. Right. 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 So, and then I'm glad I sold it when I did. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it didn't, it didn't actually turn out to be that name. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't a word that anybody was thinking back then. Yeah. 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 So anybody that was doing it, that started back then would tell you the same thing. Right. And I, I actually, the other fact is, is that, um, most of the podcasters back then, and most, most of them won't tell you this, but most of the podcasters, the early ones didn't like the term. That's true. This is another little fact that gets left out of the conversation yes. is that many of them did not like it because for the, for the obvious reasons that it's associated with a platform or a distribution method that could become antiquated. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The iPod got antiquated. That's right? a fact. So, yeah. So it's, um, there's something to that, but nonetheless, we had to call it something different. And it was a fun term that described the medium and it was different than radio mm-hmm. and it was different than broadcast. And it wasn't just, you know, an audio file distribution, which is boring. Mm-hmm. It, it was a term that actually had some roots in the history of the medium. Um, and it, you know, and that's kind of how we have to look at it. And I know some, some people even tried to split it out to mean, um, was it uh, portable on demand casting? Right. P O D cast. Mm-hmm. So portable on demand. So, right. Yeah. So there's a lot of parsing of this, uh, this word over the years. And a lot of people said that podcasting is dead over the years too. That's mm-hmm. not going to survive. And is just a flash in the pan and is it's, it's going to go away and it's going to be replaced by 
audio on demand. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that is. <laughs> yeah. So I think we squashed that bug. Yeah, we'll see. We'll probably be called out on the next next uh, newsletters, heretics of podcasting or something. There you go. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> the old, the old curmudgeons. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and then the other big thing of the week is the, the whole debate around, um, is the podcast medium, the last bastion of free speech. Oh, I think we, I think we talked about it last. I'm last surprised that quote week. wasn't used after the 45 minute interview. Cause she took interest when I said that. Right. I think that the 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 direction of the article was kind of contrary to that. Well, I had no idea who she was doing an article on. Oh, you did? No, oh. I didn't know this was uh, you know, so when I saw oh. and she sent me the link, she was just looking for background. <laughs> well, let's give a little context here what we're talking about. We're talking the, about Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead and start and then I'll the article that we're referring to is one that was put out by ProPublica. Right. Um, it's a it's a political publication, and it was highlighting um, um, the Steve Bannon podcast, um, the Bannon War Room, um, as as an example of a podcast. And and uh, James highlighted it in here uh, as a podcast that was you know it's been linked up with inciting the the Capitol attack and all this stuff. Um, is still being allegedly, let's be careful here, but don't say that as fact. (laughs) Well, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but, but is, is been taken down by Facebook and Twitter. Um, but yet it's still up with in the podcasting platform. And I think that the angle that James takes with it is, is like, I think he thinks that it should be taken down in some ways, but then there's people out there that are debating the freedom of speech issue of this. Right. Right. And it, and, and it's been linked up with Podbean now. So this is part of a little bit of a, of a battle that's going on. And Todd and I, you've been, you and I have been through this before uh, to some degree. Yeah. And we've talked about it many times on, on this and, and it gets back to, you know, the whole free speech debate versus terms of service. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, this has gotten linked up with politics, and that's that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the situation is then is um, I was contacted, and sorry, I'm being asked, I'm being tasked to do something here. So I'm trying to do this. And uh, well, anyway, I was asked to do an interview with this reporter. She's really nice. I uh, had a good uh uh, good conversation, and I, I spent a lot of time talking about how most podcast hosts have terms of service, how we um, um, essentially are, for a better word, um, we're cognizant of this content, and we react. I basically said, first of all, I said, and I repeat this 20 times. Mm-hmm. We operate under Section 230. We don't go hunting for this content that may be on our websites right. and on our platforms. And I said, oftentimes they could be on my directory. Someone could be using stats. Very rarely someone actually hosting with me. But I said, we follow Section 230. We don't go right. purging our library. 
And when we get a request that comes in to look at some content, we have specific requirements. Name the show, episode link, time hack, and the nature of the accusation. I say, turn that over to legal. Legal makes the decision. Based on your terms of service. Yep. Right. And that's what all the hosting companies do. I mean, all of us have a legal right to have some limitations on content that's available off of our platform. Right. And that is a legal right that, that private companies have. And I think a lot of people are linking up this freedom of speech issue with companies having a legal right to have some say in that. Right. Right. Um, and that's, um, that's supported by the Supreme court, um, around choice around religion and around a lot of other things too. But, uh, free speech doesn't come without potential consequences. Right. Um, and I think we all agree that there are consequences to free speech, um, that are also, some of those consequences are protected in the law as well. That's right. So, and, and so, so anyway, that's, I think a lot of people have this purity view of free speech is that it, it applies to everything. Well, here, here's where is the, the challenge. Right. The, when someone goes after a show mm-hmm. and there's articles that have come out this past week and there's been social media campaigns against those mm-hmm. shows. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean that that show should be banned. Right. Just because some group takes publicity action right. against a particular platform. And right. I've also, and I also made the point that there has been um, conspiracy shows. And I made this point here. There's been conspiracy shows on radio for years. Right. Started with Art Bell, George Norrie, lots of different conspiracy yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. And if a podcaster is presenting the content correctly, so he doesn't right. get himself in trouble. He can present this Q stuff as a conspiracy. Right. Where people get in trouble is when they say, this is a fact. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have an opinion. I hate to say it. You can have an opinion and be an absolute whack job. Yeah. You know, you, the, the the analogy I used was I can stand on my, I can go down here downtown and stand on the corner right. and I can hold up a sign that says something very controversial. <laughs> and I, is, and right. I have the right to do that. People right. may throw tomatoes at me and may take a right. picture and talk about me, but I have the right to go out there and do that. Now that you're in the public. Whereas you come on my platform, I'm going to honor free speech as far as I can. We're up to the point where you don't, where you violate my terms of service. Right. And then we're going to ask you to leave or we're going to cancel your account. I can count on one hand the number of times I've had to do that over the number of years. What they want us to do. What, what is being asked is they want us to be like Facebook. They want us to be like Twitter. They want us to apply a higher standard of 
They want us to vet all content and then exclude people that are not right. And there's no way we can't do that. We're not, we're not a, um, we follow section 230. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, and we'll make a business decision on content. Right. According to our terms of service. Now, she kind of misquoted me a little bit in in that particular article, and I was going to load it. Yeah, I actually have the article in the document I shared with you. Yes. Or, yeah, I have your quote. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, okay, I'm going down here. Um, now, I did not make this comment. So everyone's clear. It started off, and I had, she'd show me what she was going to write. I did not say that podcast directories and hosting services are loath to open to Pandora's box of content moderation. That did not come from me. I did not say that. My name's in this paragraph, and it could look like it did, but it did not come to me. And um, that's that's the impression the author got, but it's not put in quotes that you said, right? And that's not necessarily, I did not say, I, well, I basically said what I just told you. We have a terms of service. We'll look at content when it's been reported to us. They'll make a legal decision whether or not it's going to be stay up or stay down. Again, as long, at least at Blueberry, as long as they aren't using hate speech or inciting violence, which Blueberry's terms of service forbid, they're safe on our platform. Well, I think where that, that sentence goes awry is, is that somehow that is a personal choice that that we make around content moderation. That's about free speech. Right, right. And it's not, yeah, that's not what, what's going on here. But I said there's a fine line. I can't predict what I say is going to cause a reaction. Right. Right? Yeah. How there can I... Le- like I say, there are consequences for free speech, and there's consequences for not taking down free speech. If you know what I'm saying. So, you know, you play in this Pandora's box and there's a potential that everybody gets burned. Right. And again, this is a fine line for all, for, for us and everyone else. Right. right. Because there's people out there that take a moral position. Yeah. What's being said. And there's people out there that want to support uh, the person that has, in their view, has a right to say it. That's right. Right. So there, there there's always two sides of this. That's right. The, that's why we have terms of service is to mediate those disputes. Now, this right. article was about Banyan, and right. Podbean did not respond to their request for an interview. I, I, I wouldn't want to be in Podbean's position today. And again, I don't. I've been I, in their position before. Me too. Myself, but. but I haven't heard what specifically caused. Again, I can't judge. But if well, someone Pod, Podbean hasn't done anything, no, all, all, all they're accusing them of is not taking them down. Right. <laughs> and, and, and then I went, I spent a whole bunch of time explaining the Alex Jones situation where he right. was, he was deplatformed off all these Apple, everyone deplatformed Alex Jones. I said, but do you realize you can go to Alex Jones website today? You can subscribe to his podcast and still get his podcast on the Apple podcast app. You can take that raw feed and add it. It's not in the directory, right. but you can still add it. To, now, 
maybe Google banned it, maybe it's blacklisted, but you get the idea. You can subscribe to his show on right. different apps. Nowhere so, do, does it say in the Constitution that a company has to include that feed in right. their directory. But he's got his own website. He's got his own <laughs> right. feed. His followers can take that feed, put it in a podcast app, and still listen to his content. Right. So his free he has not been compromised on his free speech. Now, I said, based on what happened with Parler, well, maybe someone's going to go after his, his wh whoever's taking care of his media. But I think what he has done is he's got his own iron. He's got his own servers. Right. He's got his own, paid for his own data connection. And, well, it's usually, smart of him and it's to, usually multi-tiered. So right. that was smart of him to do that. And it's it's gonna cost, and that's probably what Parler's gonna do to get back on the air. Right. Minus an app. But they're but they've got that ability to do that. And so I tried to explain to her, I said, even though Podbean could cancel them tomorrow, and I'm sure he'll be back on very, very quickly with his own solution. Yeah. So but it does speak to podcasting's orientation of being an open medium. Open medium. And and using open technology that's, right. that's not proprietary and that can get around um, TOS on platform. But remember, I'm not endorsing so, any of this content. I'm not either. Okay, so just let's be clear. Nonetheless. Nonetheless. <laughs> it, it's, it, this is probably the only media that has that ability. That's right. That's um, right. To even on the video side, right? They could they could distribute the video sure. side of what they do. That's what we do with this show. Yep. Nobody can take down what we do on this show. Mm -hmm. Um, they could remove us from Apple Podcasts if we say something stupid. But now, one thing I didn't say, and whereas I feel I was misquoted in here. She says, right. let's say I respond to a social justice campaign saying this show is ultimately resulting in, but I did not say that. Mm. First of all, yeah, I'm not going to respond to a social media campaign on anybody's content. Well, that's the angle that's taken by people that are trying to advocate for removing right. content. Are, are the social justice right. um, folks. So, yeah. again, as a company owner... I have a formal process right. for you to submit to me that you think this content is objectionable and we should review it and determine whether or not we're going to hold that mm -hmm. media and host it. And that is up to my legal. He'll tell me yes or no. Right. Or it's borderline because and we'll have a discussion about it. Right, because what can happen is you can have a lot of people lobbying you to take something down. Absolutely, right? a lot. You can have thousands of people sending you emails, posting, you know, um, comments on the social platforms, berating your platform yep. for giving a platform to somebody that they don't like. Yeah. Right. So there, there can be enormous pressure. Oh, and there could be, there could be again. You have to pick your battles. Right. And but, but you have to stick to your guns. That's as a, right. As a company. That's right. On what you put out as your terms of service. Right. Right. So yeah. I just, somebody asked to put the link up and I put it in the Facebook chat. 
So we've talked about this a lot lately. And again, I, I, I had a, I did a, a show yesterday where I talked to um, a podcaster and, you know, there's a perception. So please, 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 everyone that's listening. I think everyone's been here. There's a perception that shows are being taken out left and right. They're not. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. But what. Even Steve Bannon hasn't been taken down. So, you know, as far as I know. But what I think people want to happen is they want us to be Facebook and be Twitter and respond and ban content um, as a editor. Well, Todd, at the end of the day, um, all those platforms have terms of service. True. Facebook, Twitter, right. All of them have terms of service, Apple, um, app store. Right. Um, the question that I would ask, it's, it's a legal question is what they have done. Follow their terms of service. Right. Cause they have no, um, you know, constitutional legal obligation to do something different than what their terms of service is. So this is drove an internal discussion between me right. and Barry and, you know, we're talking about this at the company and looking right. at everything and make, you know, we're going to make a determination, but right. I, I'm pretty pro first amendment. Yeah. Well, uh, I am too. So yeah. again, so, I, I may not like yeah. it. <laughs> You know, personally, I may listen to some content and go, oh, that's really not for me. Well, some shows push the envelope, right? They go, they, they take the content right up to the edge of a, of a terms of service and they don't go over it. Right. right. And that gets people upset. Yeah. I think the term, too close. I think the term, and again, I, I haven't heard it personally and I'm just, I, this is just third party, something Banyan sent about heads on spikes or something. That was the thing that pushed them over mm -hmm. was some comment to that regard. And again, well, I don't know that's the, the same thing that Alice Jones, did I don't too. know the preclude context. I don't know the, right. you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of minutia there. Right. So. Yeah. And there was an article that was put out in the podcast business journal by Gordon Firemark, who is an attorney um, who has, has worked a lot with um, copyright stuff and and he has put out a clear statement it says you uh, you know and he wrote in here um uh, youtube banned steve bannon's podcast or his his youtube show anyway uh what are your thoughts on that and gordon firemark says youtube is owned and run by a private company so it's within their uh, public company well public company but it's still it's still kind of a private company even yeah. though it's publicly traded right um they, they may experience fallout as a result of taking down though. And that gets back to what I was saying. Um, there's consequences for how you fall on this issue, right? Yeah. No matter what side you fall on this issue, there's consequences. Um, though I'm, I'm sure that's a calculated risk that they're taking, but this doesn't mean Bannon can't produce, publish and promote his podcast. Now, granted, we're not talking about a podcast here. We're just talking about a video on YouTube. Um, so, you know, as far as I know, C. Bannon has not been taken down as a podcast. As far as I know. 
Todd, do you, do you know any different on that? No, I don't. Have you heard anything? No. Yeah. So there is some things out there that are being talked about in the modern age of digital technology. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, it's, have you heard of the Santa Clara principles? No, I haven't heard of that. So it's about transparency, accountability, and content moderation. Mm. And it's about notice. It's about appeal. Um, it's, it's interesting, but again, it's just a principle. And, um, but I think what we have to be careful of is if we want podcasting to remain the, the, the last bastion of free speech, I, I think we have to really, um, not be so reactionary. There is nothing to say that you can't respond, write articles, just like this article happened in ProPublica. You can write articles, you can talk about it, you have dialogue, you know, speech, again, speech is a pretty powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and I mean, a really great example is what, what happened in this show when we were talking about um, the proclamation of a 20th anniversary That's right. of podcasting, right? <laughs> right. Um, we responded. Yeah. Free speech is, is should be treated as a conversation about um, topics and issues and controversial things right. need to be discussed. And the only difference between you and I doing it on a private call is that we happen to be recording it and putting mm-hmm. it out. So that freedom exists for us to talk about these things um, no matter where it is actually. But, um, you but know, th- there are consequences for making it public. So what, let's say social pressures become so great that podcasting companies are forced to start scanning content. Well, what would force them to do that, Todd? Would it be enough customers Deleting accounts. Sure. Potentially. But that, that doesn't preclude what they put out as in, in their terms of service though. Right. I mean, they can't go beyond their terms of service though. Else then they're legally liable. Yeah. And, and believe me, I've never read the 9,000 pages of Facebook's terms of service, n- nor Twitter's. <laughs> Nobody else has either. Except <laughs> <laughs> for other lawyers. But probably. I absolutely guarantee you they're covered. Yeah, they probably have right. a clause. We can terminate anyone, anytime, anywhere for whatever we want at our sole discretion. I'm sure that's what it says. Right. And I, <laughs> I would say that the Supreme Court would probably defend their, their right to do that. <laughs> and but they would face a lot of criticism for the Supreme Court all of a sudden now is against yeah. the Constitution. Right. But, yeah. but you know, and so, then again, you yeah. know, what pe- a lot of people don't realize is hate speech is protected by the Supreme Court. And you're just like, really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> You know, go ahead and yeah. say what you're going to say and suffer the I mean, consequences of it. Todd. Would 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 hate speech and and inciting violence or whatever it is or talking about violence? Um, I, I think each state has would their that own. Be defended by the Supreme Court. I think each state has their own rules on that. 
You know, and when I lived in Maryland, I had someone physically threaten me. This was back in bulletin board days. I had a guy laws that protect against that. Well, listen, no, 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 no. Listen to this. Now, this is this goes way back to the bulletin board days. So it'd have been like nineteen. See, what have I been in? I can't even remember. In the (laughs) nineties, I was in Maryland, late nineties, and uh, a guy in South Carolina threatened to come kill me. He was, it was some BBS guy. He was all mad and he said, I'm going to come to Maryland and kill you. Well, I was worried. So I filed a police report and you know what they said? It's not illegal at the time. (laughs) It's not illegal to digitally threaten to kill somebody. I was like, what? What? Would you have to be? Would you have to do it in person? Is that what? No. It, well, is that what the law says? Whatever it was at the time, they said they can call you on the phone and threaten to kill you, and there's nothing you can do. Now they come to your house and threaten to kill you. We can arrest them. Right. Right. But if they tell you I'm going to kill you over the phone. There's nothing we can do. Now, that was in the 90s, and, and I was astounded. I was like, I, I can't file. Okay, I want to file a police report at least to get this on record if I come up dead. <laughs> so is that like like a gauge based on imminent threat? Is that what it is? I, I have. And in, in, yeah, Rob, I, at the time, I was just running a bulletin board. I know it was were. clueless. I'm just saying, what's the legal <laughs> distinction that we're talking about here? One is, you know, being proclaimed by someone that's physically removed right. from now, the other party. There are laws about threatening to kill elected officials and stuff like that. Right. You oh, know, yeah. well, and there's def- defamation laws, <laughs> right. there's slander laws, right? All but, those are speech. But right? but I, you know. I don't, again, it goes state by state because this is a state. Well, I think if you do it against an election official, if they're federal, it's probably federal. You know, who knows? But, of course, state lines, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. But every state has different rules on what you can say to someone without right. getting in trouble right. or getting arrested. Mm-hmm. So there are limitations on free speech. And I don't attest to be a lawyer. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I'm just telling you my personal experience. I have no clue. (laughs) Don't take anything I say as legal advice or anywhere near truth. Okay. Again, none of this is just my rendition of what happened to me (laughs) in the late nineties. Well, and I think the the bottom line here is you're never going to have any issue with this. If you're, if you're a person that respects others and doesn't threaten others and, and, you know, plays fairly uh, with other people and, treats them right. Right. You know, I, I don't think you're going to have a problem. 99. It's like us, you well, know, disputing what we're seeing in the news. Yeah. It's not hurting anybody. 99.95 or 97 or 98% of podcasts are never going to have an issue. No. Now you have a bigger chance of being delisted for copyright violation. You have a bigger chance of being sued for defamation. You know, you, Right. Th- those are probably bigger percentage possibilities. Right. Plagiarism, all that kind of stuff. That's why I cautioned you because you have right. you have to be careful in your stating stuff as fact and stating stuff as your opinion. You may still get sued, but you have a lot more protection if it's your opinion. 
Right. (laughs) It doesn't necessarily protect you from the consequences, the social consequences of your opinions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I know. It's just, you know, it's another whack-a-mole situation. I I think over the 10 years that we've done this show, I think this topic has been a fairly regular occurrence. Yeah, it has. Yeah. So. You know, and it all depends on what's happening in the world <laughs> and what certain podcasters are talking about. Yeah. Right. And, and believe it or not, it's usually been the high profile people. Now you and I both went through a whole run of white supremacist stuff when that thing went down in was South Carolina or whatever. Yeah. We uh, de- or, yeah. In, in Charlotte, Charlotte, we all went, I, every one of us had, you know, boom, 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 boom. You know, we had a, a number of, you're but, hosting that guy. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't even, down. I had right. one show that was just using our stats. Right. But yet we were the, we were supposed, oh, you, you're hosting this uh, white supremacist. I'm like, uh, I'm using stats. We're, we're going to, you know, we're definitely canceling his stats account, but I can't change right. what's on his website. It's still going to show our RSS yeah. feed or right. a directory listing. Oh, you got that show listed on your directory. And, yeah. It's just not even a claimed account. It's just one there that's automatically being updated. And you're like, because people don't understand the tech. Well, and sometimes, and this is what happened with Alex Jones, uh, is that they were using a hosting platform to distribute their show to get them into platforms that they couldn't submit to directly. (laughs) So that's that's what happened with me with Alex Jones, how I got sucked into that. They were hiding. They were the company Spreaker to get into Spotify. Oh, because they couldn't get in directly. Cause back then, and you remember Spotify in order to get into Spotify, you had to talk to your host and get added to a spreadsheet. And then we had to submit it over to Spotify to get right. added to Spotify in the early days. Of but, Spotify. but again, we don't look at those lists and vet those right. lists. I'm not going, going through and listening to all the episodes right. of every podcast that we submit. Right. No, but yet, you know, a platform like Spotify and these other platforms were, were thinking that, you know, we should have. Right. Right. You know, that's, that's the other part of it too. It's the same thing around music. Um, you know, it's easy to point back at the hosting platform and say, well, how come you're allowing that on your, your distribution platform? Yeah. (laughs) So, right. (laughs) That's what, Oh man. That, that's that's the role that we're in in this space. So, and you know, I I think that um, there's always going to be something that someone's going to say that's going to piss off somebody, and we get a we've gotten more false submissions, or the, we've had more takedowns from people that were interviewed by someone that years later wants that interview taken down. Yeah. That's what we usually get. Can you remove this for us? And we're like, no, you need to go to the, the host of that. Right. Right. And ask him to remove that. And, or I didn't like what this person said in his show, but it had, Mm -hmm. it was an opinion. It wasn't even had nothing to do with hate, had nothing to do with violence. Had is just an opinion about something. Right. And this has happened to people. They're public speaking now too. People are making public speeches. Mm-hmm. And people are actually turning microphones off on people when they're making public speeches because they don't like what they say and want to silence them. Wow. So 
So right in the middle of their speech, they'll turn the microphone off. Turn the mic off. When it's happening on college campuses and other places like that, where yeah. you're supposed to have this free, open discussion, and it's, you know. Oh, wasn't that discussed um, about a possibility during one of the presidential debates that they were going to. Right. They're going to turn off the, I think they, I think they did the first minute or so of the second debate. I think they, they cut well, it for the that, first minute. Yeah. I think that that was discussed for when they, they were going to do it virtually. Right. And that in the presidential debate didn't happen was that they, Oh, maybe. Yeah. On one side of it, didn't want to do it because they knew that the possibility was is that they somebody could hit the the, the uh, mute button. Right. <laughs> so you know, it, it here's the here's the deal. It's like people have to start having dialogue again and talking, and not immediately. Right. There's a lot of people in this country right now, Rob, that are scared to talk. Well, they're scared to say anything because there were it the retribution. So podcasts, I think, what could end up happening is we might start seeing more podcasts being created by people that want to remain anonymous and use a suit, you know, don't use a real name. I know some women that do this for purely for personal protection, right? As well, because they talk about dating and that kind of stuff, and it's you know all the jeepers creepers come out, and their personal safety is of so they use a you know a a stage name, a suit. What is that called? A suit? It's not a suit. It's a stage name. Yeah, stage name. And so I, I would suspect we'll see a lot more shows coming out with, you know, with people having stage names. And those are the shows that probably we're going to end up having. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, that's been one of the issues with the Internet for a long time, right, is that, the you know, if people can remain anonymous, then they can't be held accountable for what they're doing. Right. So, well, and in, so, yeah. so what happens there? So let's say people have been writing a, okay. You had the, what was the guy that was, had a mask on that was doing video clips or something. It was the, you know, he was the, you know, made commentary. I don't know if it was controversial. Maybe it was comedy or something, but people have for many, many years written under pen names. You know, right. this is nothing new. Or the fake Steve Jobs or something right, kind of stuff too. Right. It's been going that way too. So ultimately the only way those people get outed is, you know, if some sort of lawsuit happens and then discovery and they go to the provider and look for credit card information or you know, but with the free with the free platforms now, you don't even have to you can just use a fake email address, fake name, and start a show and mm-hmm. no one will know who you are. Right. So those platforms, I think, are more susceptible to receiving content that could be extreme on either side of the fence. Yeah, I saw a conversation with the CEO of Parler um, a couple days ago. Um, That's the the app that got taken down. um, Well, not only the app, the platform, everything. Yeah, right. 
And he said that they have very strict um, sign-up processes and um, pretty strict terms of service as well. I thought that was an interesting comment that he made. Uh, It's not like it's the wild, wild west. I guess people have to scan their driver's license and they have to build actually real real profiles on there. I created an account over there because we were getting some uh, stat stuff that was coming back from Parler. So I created an account over there just to upload – a, a podcast to see how it was being hosted and how it would display mm-hmm. and just to test. And I didn't have to provide no standard oh, sign up. No, just a standard site up. But what people, that was a completely open site. There was no private threads anywhere. Every, okay. ev- everything was public. You didn't have to have a login to see everything. Yeah, but for you to create an account there. Oh, I had to have an email address and I can't, I don't remember telephone number or something. Right. But I, right. I, and I just, I didn't even follow anybody. I just created two blog. Right. I think I put two posts up to see what would right. happen. Cause I wanted to see if it was caching or what they were doing. Right. And, um, so, but I knew the site was wide open. I know there was no. Here's what I think what happened to Parler. They didn't have infrastructure in place to do content moderation. And it got away from them. And well, it grew very quickly. Very quickly. And it got away from them. So, right. but those all those posts that everyone made were, were public. There was nothing behind a login. You could go to the .com and see everything. Well, you could post post on the site without creating an account? No, you had to create an account, but everything that was posted was public. There was no, nothing was private. It wasn't like on Facebook where you can set a post to friends only. Uh, I see what you're saying. It's just like Twitter. You you can go to any Twitter account. It was the same concept. You could see every profile and everything that was post. Right, right. It wasn't like this closed society. Right. So... Which I think is what they were trying to build there, but yeah. Um, so someone said they had to use a real phone number. I think that's what it was—a real mobile number. Right. Yeah. But I didn't. There was no. A lot of apps the, there was no. Uh, of course, I didn't have a verified. I just went on and did a, a video and and uh, audio post in there just to see what it would do. Yeah, As I, I do on most sites to to test. Yeah, I've noticed that there's been a move off of um, on WhatsApp over to Telegram. Well, most people don't know that Facebook owns WhatsApp. That's true. Right. That's true. So I, you know, again, here's the thing. It's, you know, and I keep telling people this, this is, you know, this is repeat 892 out of Todd's mouth. Have your own .com, have your own feed, have your own brand. Right. And just use common sense when you're doing your show. Right. You know, and and 99.95% of people are going to never have an issue. Yeah. So. So Todd, I guess in, in, in Russia, I guess Apple podcast is the most popular podcast listening platform. Apple podcast is the most popular listening platform everywhere. Right. Well, (laughs) I think in, in some countries, I think it's been, I think uh, Spotify has gotten at least that big or bigger. Oh, okay. Well, and, one or two and, for certain and, platforms. 
And I guess number two is a platform called Yand, Yandex. Oh, I've heard Music of that. In, in Russia. And, and I guess Google Podcasts is number three. So that's interesting. Yeah. So the audience is being, Martin, you've been uh, chipping in here today. What's everyone else think? I tell you what, you know, you know <laughs> that gal asked a lot of people in the podcast industry for an interview. <laughs> and I was the only one that said yes. Quoted. No. Oh, really? Okay. She told me I was the only one that said yes. Now, if there was other people that weren't on that weren't quoted, then me, she didn't, but she said, she says, you guys don't want to, no one wants to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. And we, it, there was a podcaster that actually um, referred me to, referred her to me. And uh, you know who you are. Thank you for the the referral. And uh, yeah. so did she reach out to you, Rob? No, and I, okay. I'll be honest with you, I'm glad you did. So. <laughs> <laughs> Though I, you know, I, I have a pretty clear position on this, but you know, on all this. Yeah. Believe me, I was a little bit nervous when the article came out. I went zooming, trying to, you know, I alt F and basically tried to find my name and then, cause I had received a little bit of what she was putting in the article and I had responded to her and said, do not that make sure that is not attributed to me because I did not say that. Right. And uh she didn't change change a little bit, but it's still I was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah, d yeah. Did anybody else get quoted in there? Uh, some I think there was a few other like professors or something like that that did. Uh, but, okay. But yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I was you know, I First thing I did is I sent the link to Barry and I said, did we dodge a bullet here? <laughs> so but, I guess, um, president Trump leaving office, I guess, triggered the cancellation of a, of a podcast. Uh, I guess, um, WNYC and ProPublica had a podcast called Trump Inc., which was uh, posted its final episode. So I wonder if they'll have one called Biden Inc. And I wonder if they'll do the same scrutiny on Biden as they do on Trump. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Well, let's hope they do. I'm, I'm confident that. Or someone else will. Yeah, right. Well, somebody <laughs> will do it. There's no question about it. That's just the world we live in now. It doesn't matter who's president. Uh, yeah. They're going to get lambasted. <laughs> so, right. By somebody. Right. So, so anyway, anything else happening with you? Uh, I've been head down, you know, it's week, last week. Well, this week is, you know, I, I think what we have is a lot of, uh, uh podcasters that look and take their shows to the next level. So I think that's what I've been probably, this has been the theme this week, at least, you know, you look at, you know, there's always things that come up, but I think that's the thing I'm seeing the most. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people want to have help marketing their show. They want to grow their audience. Yeah. Um, a lot of people want to monetize. Um, yeah, there's yeah. just a lot of that going on. Clubhouse still raging away. Yeah, I, I haven't been on there for a week or so. So, I think it's it, it's continuing to uh, grow and proliferate. So, we shall see how that goes. Yeah. Um, the, 
there's a lot of people, you know, like Mr. Evo Terra uh, is putting out his his thoughts on the, on Clubhouse as well. Is it a threat to podcasting? Nope. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, nope. yeah, I don't think it is either. Hey, if you think it is, please stop doing your podcast and go over there. Well, it's not a podcast over there, but I guess you could do something with podcasting over there. But yeah, that's that's just my thought. Yeah. But uh, trying to think, anything else brewing out there that's more important? You know, um, it was a big day with the inauguration today. I mean, changes in the wind. Looks like Apple is lo- looking for somebody to work on podcasting in Russia, in Moscow. Huh. So. There's a podcast editor's job um, for Apple Podcasts based in Moscow. So I thought it was interesting. There's also rumor that Apple is going to be doing a premium podcast offering. Yeah, that's right. That I saw that come up too. Yeah. I think that's always been an option that they've had yeah. for a long time. I think it's how, how they deploy it is going to be interesting. Plus, oh. Uh, let me say this too. There's also rumors flying around that there's going to be uh, Apple Music and Apple Podcasts app on Windows. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, That's been a rumor. I'm, gl- a, I'm glad you guys listened for a while now. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, and then also on potentially on Xbox, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> Here we go again. Considering that I I worked on that for many years, right? Right. So, so anyway, hey, it's a uh, podcast everywhere. Yeah, and we haven't seen the end of it. You know, nope. 2021 is going to be um, continued expansion and growth, and I'm confident more consolidation we're going to see. I think we're going to continue to see audience growth um, in the U.S. outside of the U.S. As more platforms come on board, I'm I'm hopeful that we're, we're going to see growth, uh, you know, significant growth on the Android side this next year. I don't know what you think on that, Todd. Are you seeing trend lines that oh, show that? You know, we've been way ahead of the curve on Android for years, so it, you know, we continue to, you know, it's it's yeah, but it's going to continue to grow, right? But I Makes think sense. what do you you know. My feline in here, she wants to, or he wants to play. So it's over here banging the cables and stuff. So hopefully we don't go off the air. (laughs) No, I think that um, Google, and I see it more. I see it more now and searching for stuff. And I go, oh, look at there. There's a podcast episode on that topic. And it's very rare now that I do a, don't do a Google search that I don't find stuff. Now, um, I was actually saw a tech article because of all this fiasco that's been going on Mm -hmm. um, with everything in the news and the politics and people pissed off. uh, DuckDuckGo had their first 100 million search day ever. So people were, so I hadn't been on that site in maybe five years. So I went over there and did some, 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 I can't call it Googling, some duck, duck going and searching for some topics and the podcasting support over there is a very, it's, it's, you know, non-existent, I guess that's the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. And 
Podcast uh, Movement University is doing an event right now uh, on their the the Run the World dot Today app yep. platform. So that's happening as we speak. And I've uh, signed up to do a AMA sometime in March, I think. So AMA, what's that? It's basically a question and answer thing. Um, I think that's what it's called. But I I've agreed to come on and do a um, a question and answer time for Podcast Movement University. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're looking for contributions over there. So if you think you can add to their conversation, uh, reach out to Jared and uh, and and the team. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get that moving. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be doing something with that at some point. Yeah. What was there? Was something... Well, there is oh. a growing uh, movement towards um, educational platforms, uh, subscription-based educational platforms coming up more and more. Well, For that's ongoing not ongoing su- support. It's not surprising, right? You know, creating good content is not necessarily you know it's it takes some work. Yeah. But, you know, I always tell podcasters, you know, if you're going to pay for a course, be very, very careful, you know, who, uh, you know, vet that person, talk to other people who have taken their course and, and make sure that, you know, people got value out of it. Right. And like you've always said, there's a lot of misinformation out there. A lot. That's being perpetrated. And, um, it looks like, you know, podcast movements coming up, uh, this coming year in August. So we're going to we'll, get back to physical world events again. Yep. Todd, I think we got to get our yeah. shot first. Yep. <laughs> right. And, uh, at least my state's having a very difficult time getting the shots rolled out. They keep having uh, shots go spoiled because they can't, uh, they can't really? get they them can't in people's arms it, fast enough. I what and keep it cold enough or whatever. Well, it's, what it's some of this stuff has expiration date. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, so I don't understand why that's being such an issue. Yeah, I don't either. I guess, I guess you need to have ways to get it out there to people, right? More than what exists right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's look at this here. Huh. All right. It's, like, it's just like I'm multitasking today. Someone said the other day, Todd, you look like you're distracted. I was a little bit because it's like during the show, it's like we're getting pinged. I need to shut off all messaging during the show. <laughs> um, but I don't think I have anything else to go over, Rob. Maybe we can wrap this thing yeah. up a little early. All right. Okay. Let's do it. And um, oh, we got to do a test before we leave. We'll say our goodbyes. Okay. And what I found was that Wowza was potentially the culprit behind the uh, the situation with us being taken off or us the show being shut down when I showed a screen capture. So I've sent a ticket to them, mm-hmm. and I have uh, changed where I was originating the show from in their system. So right. when I fl- when we get done here, I'm going to flip the switch to our logo, and uh, we'll see if we 
Actually, I'm going to put up a screen a screenshot. That's because um, that'll duplicate what I've been watching, and uh, and then uh, we'll see if they bounce us immediately after we switch to the screen. So I'm Todd at Blueberry.com. Uh, of course, you can uh, uh, reach me on the at uh, um, Geek News on Twitter. I can be found on Twitter at Rob Greenlee, and then my email address is robg at lipson.com. You can certainly um, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'll be back with you on Saturday at 12 noon Eastern for the next edition of this. And I want to thank you for hanging out. So we want you to get over to newmediashow.com and subscribe to the show. If you're not subscribed already, tell your fellow podcasters about it. Get a PhD in podcasting by listening to the show. And so what I'm going to do, for those of you on the live stream, uh, in just a few seconds here, you're going to find out if we get cut off by my encoding company that seems to be having problems. If the screen stays up, maybe they found a solution. So here comes the screen right now and goodbye.